So we're going to talk about some interesting stuff. And what you and I have to realize is that the scriptural description of the times of the end, these events, they should not be, oh, they should be taken literally, not symbolically. Understand that, okay? What we're going to talk about today is these are not symbolic things. These things are literally happening that the Bible prophesied about years ago. So today, let's try to cover as much as we can. I'm not going to rush this. I have enough. I have enough presentation to go on literally for months. So I'm just going to take my time. And who knows how many weeks this will turn into. And who knows what kind of revival will happen with what's about to be presented over the next weeks or possibly months, okay? I'm excited about this. Today, let's talk about something, at least one thing. I want to talk to you about the order of events that's going to take place in the end times. There's an order that takes place before um, the end comes. However, we're a lot closer than we've ever been before. The first thing that is going to happen is something that is called the rapture. And believe it or not, believe it or not, that word rapture is not found in the Bible. It's a made-up word by theologians. However, the description of what we call the rapture is in the Bible. The rapture, let's talk about what is the rapture. The rapture is going to be a glorious event, or what the Bible calls a blessed hope. See, that's why I'm saying you don't have to be afraid of what I'm going to be speaking about. Because if Jesus is in your heart, I don't know about you, but I'm waiting for that glorious event. Don't you want to get out of this corrupted, sick world? Aren't you tired of being beaten? Aren't you tired of just, you know, just this, this life? You know, the only, there's only one reason why I don't want the rapture to take place. Because if I want it to take place right now, that would be selfish of me. But the reason why I don't want it to take place is because I have friends who still don't have Jesus in their heart. And so it's a glorious event that's going to take place. What? I'm telling you, man. Those who are going to be left behind, news anchors, networks, everybody who's going to be left behind that has to do with media, this is going to be some of the highest ranking network ratings that networks has ever had in the history of what is going to take place when the rapture happens. It's going to be a glorious event. It's going to be an event for believers only. Paul the Apostle says about the rapture. Here's what he says about the rapture. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. Write this down if you're taking notes. Here's a description of what's going to take place at the rapture. Okay? Here's what it says. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds. Say that with me. Say in the clouds. Say it again. In the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Now, you know, listen, you guys, I want you to change your mentality right now. Because some of you have been around... This could be very not supernatural to you anymore. But I want you to imagine this because it's plain and simple what is going to happen. 
I want you to think about your loved ones who have passed away and are buried in cemeteries. I want you to think about your loved ones who have passed away and been cremated. I want you to think about your loved ones or people in this world who have passed and died and their bodies have never been found and their family has been in torment for year after year after year. Those people that I just described right now, cremated, lost, in a cemetery. The Bible says that when the rapture takes place, those bodies in the cemetery will rise first, will rise first, and they will rise with what the Bible calls an incorrupt, a, a, a glorious new body. How many want a new body? All of California wants a new body. We're all going to be given a new body, an incorruptible body. This body that you and I have will not be able to live in, in heaven. It's not made to live for eternity. This is a tent. It is, it is a temporary a temporary uh, uh, hosting place for your soul. It's supposed to corrupt. But the new body that is going to be given to those who die in Christ, will be given to or those who are dead in Christ, will be given to them. They'll be they'll be caught up. That's what rapture means to be caught up. They'll be caught up in the clouds to meet with our Lord and Savior. And then after after and rightfully so, they go first and they're in the clouds. They're not in heaven. They're in the clouds. And then we who are left behind, us, us who are still alive, we join with them second. Now, rightfully so, they should go first. They've been in there for a long time. Let them go first. And then we meet with them. Now, I know this sounds crazy. It's hard to fathom. But listen to me. Um, this is the mind of God. That's why it's hard for us to understand this. This is the mind of God. And I'm going to jump ahead of myself. Okay, so I'm going to jump ahead of myself. <laughs> but look, at, let me just, I'm jumping ahead of myself because we're going to cover this here. Google, Google is, which is going to be very instrumental in, uh, in, in during the, the time of the tribulation. Uh, very instrumental in, 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 in paving the way for the Antichrist. Google. Google, you know what their motto is? M-O-T-T-T-O. You know what their description of, who, you know who they, what their identity is? Their goal, Google's goal, they say, is to be the mind of God. And you're going to find out in the next few weeks how influential Google is right now for setting up the pavement of the way for the Antichrist. But it's hard for us to picture this because we don't have the mind of God. This stuff that, I'm that the Bible talks about us being caught up, the dead coming back from the dead, this is the resurrection glory is what, what it is. That stuff is hard for us to understand because we don't have the mind of God. But what I'm describing, what the Bible's talking about, that is minute stuff in what God is able to do. But they will go, we will meet with them in the clouds, and then we will be with the Lord and Jesus Christ forever. This is what you call the same resurrection that Elijah experienced. See, Elijah ascended into heaven, if you know your Bible, he ascended into he ascended into to, to the sky. The Bible says he ascended into the sky to the clouds. Enoch ascended into the sky to the clouds. When Jesus died, he resurrected, it, the Bible makes it very clear, into the clouds. But remember, when he, he has ascended into the clouds, 
He resurrected from the dead. He walked, he walked the, the earth for, I think it was 40 days. He walked the earth and he was in, in the glorious body now. I want you to understand this. He was in the glorious body when he resurrected from the dead. It was glorious. That's why he was able to walk through walls and intrude on the disciples who were wondering what was going on. That's why he had this ability. It was a glorious resurrected body. And then he ascended into heaven. You and I are going to experience that same resurrected body when the rapture takes place. Now, what I'm saying is this is a blessing for us. This is glorious for us. This is exciting for us. But what about your mother? What about your cousin? What about your husband who does not have Jesus in his heart? They will be left behind. And if they cannot live for Jesus now, they will not be able to die for him during the tribulation. So there's a lot of people that say, well, I still have another chance when the rapture takes place. I'm going to party it up. I'm going to live it up. And if I get left behind, there's still one more chance for me. Listen to me, man. If you cannot serve God right now, with the Holy Spirit on this planet. When the rapture takes place, the Holy Spirit goes with them. No Holy Spirit here. You only have one choice, and that's to be beheaded for Christ. You can't even give God your mind right now. What makes you think you could give him your head? This is why you gotta have to invite people here. We need to get people saved. We need as less people as possible to go to hell. Now, the rapture takes place. Many terrifying events will take place during the end times. Many terrifying events. See, we are in the end times right now. We all are already here. We're not waiting for it. We're here already. Now, a lot of people think that, okay, well, I'm going to get raptured up and I ain't going to have to deal with it. No, that's not true. We are going to live through, we are going to live through the evolving of right before the tribulation hits. See, Jesus ain't going to, the rapture's not going to take place and then everything's going to happen. There is a setting up that takes place. It's like this, the best way I can describe it is like when I'm walking through a department store at, let's just say Costco. I hate Costco, that's why I call it Osco. <laughs> I'm walking through there. And once I see the Thanksgiving decorations come out, all the fall decorations, I know already Christmas is around the corner. And that's how it is with the end times. Once you start seeing signs taking place, you know the rapture's next. Rapture is right around the corner. And so many terrifying events are going to take place. And those Christians who are snatched away in the rapture would escape most of the suffering, but not all of it. So it's essential that we heed to the warnings and how to live in these last days. And I don't know if I want to give you the warnings. I want to jump so fast to the Antichrist, but let's, God, help me, God, because I'm so, we don't know what to do here right now. Okay. Let me, let, let's start, let's start, start it from the bottom now we're here, okay? Matthew chapter 24, verse 32 and 36. Let me read it to you, okay? Listen, here's what, here's what Jesus said, and he's saying this to us. He says, 
Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. See, Jesus said it before. I use Costco as an illustration. He's using the fig tree. Verse 33, he says, even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. And I'm going to tell you what these things are, okay? It says in verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Wow, this is heavy. Gosh, I'm just, I'm really excited to speak this out. Because this is why I get like when enchiladas come at the table. I get like really excited. Um, when he says earth will pass away, it's talking about the whole order of events. There will be an asteroid or a meteorite that will come in, and this is what the Bible says, that will fall and destroy one-fourth of Earth's population. It will hit the sea, and the sea will turn to blood. And I'm not sure if you know what's going on right now. See, when I talk about the Thanksgiving and Christmas thing, Right now, I think it is estimated about the year 2035 or something like that, there's this asteroid that right now is, is falling to Earth's planet. And nobody can do anything about it. With all the technology that we have and all the power of the military artificial intelligence, not one country or one military in the world is able to stop this asteroid or intervene with this asteroid from hitting this planet. Could that possibly be the Thanksgiving Christmas thing that I'm talking about? It's like, okay, you see that asteroid coming, that means that Christmas is around the corner. That means that the rapture is around the corner. Yeah. It's getting quiet in here. You guys getting scared? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Okay, so before I talk to you about these things, because there's a lot of things, let me talk to you about the order of events that's going to take place. And honestly, this is probably as far as we'll get, okay? The order of events that's going to take place for these end times, okay? So, number one, the rapture. Okay? That's what we've been talking about right now. The rapture. That's the first phase of the end time events that are going to take place. No one knows the hour. Now, God is, he's a boss. You know, he's so smart. He knows his people just like you know your kids. Why didn't he, why is he not telling anybody when he's going to rapture the church? Not even the angels. See, the only one who knows is God. He's the only one who knows. 
no angels, no, no pastor. That's why whenever you hear somebody on TV, on the radio, on the news, at a church, and they say, Jesus is coming back in November the 6th. They're not God. They're the furthest thing from God. No man knows the hour. Those people who say stuff like that is because they're trying to get popular. They're trying to get money. They're trying to get famous, notoriety. And they're trying to say, they're trying, they're trying to be a big dog. And not even, listen, not even the angels know the day or the hour. But why did God choose not to tell anybody? Because he knows his people. You know what everybody will be doing? You know what they'll be doing. If you know God was coming back on November the 20th. Bro, you'll be partying so hard, you'll be living full of sin, doing your whole thing, and then November 19th at 11.59 p.m., you're like, okay, honey, let's get, let's, okay, let's get right. <laughs> no man knows the day or the hour. So the order of the end time events, number one, the rapture is the first thing that takes place. Okay, here's the good news. You and I would be gone. But... The reality news is, is as we are as we are warming up to the rapture, there will be a lot of suffering that you will experience. There will be a lot of, um, of things that you will witness and be part of as it is leading up to the preparation of the event number two. After the rapture takes place, the second thing that will happen is called the tribulation. Now, God help those who are left behind during this time. A time of suffering will come upon the entire world once Jesus has removed the saints. I'll tell you, man, it's going to be crazy. I wonder how many people here have ever had a you thought the rapture happened experience. As a teenager, your mom and dad are so involved in church and you're not... You're looking for mom and dad. You can't find them anywhere. And you're like, oh my God. You start sweating. You get scared. And then you call somebody else in the church. And they're not answering. And you're like, oh my God. The rapture took place. And I'm left behind. That's going to be a reality one day for people. It's going to be for real. It's going to be the real deal for people. But you don't want to be left behind during the tribulation. Because those who get left behind. It is going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. More, it's going to be worse than what Hitler did throughout Europe. It's going to be worse than that. You ever see those documentaries on the concentration camps and how a man can be so evil and so wicked and do this to humanity, adults, parents, children, families? How a man can do that? Well, the Antichrist is going to be a thousand times more wicked than Hitler was. No mercy, no grace. The Antichrist is a Satan himself. The tribulation is going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. The prophecy of the book of Daniel calls it the 70th week. Have you ever come across it? It says the 70th week. It, that's what the book of Daniel calls it. Why is it called the 70th week? Because when you do the math, it adds up to... Uh, seven years. The tribulation is going to last seven years. Seven years long. Now, there's a first half of the seven years and then the second half of the seven years. That's why you hear sometimes the tribulation and then you hear the great tribulation. Because I'm telling you, after the rapture takes place, 
There's only one thing that happens. It gets worse, worse, and worse. So the tribulation, seven years, but it's divided up in two parts. The first three and a half years is known as the tribulation, and the second three and a half years is known as the great tribulation. The consensus belief of City View worship is that the pre-tribulation is more accurate since the Bible teaches that the rapture could happen at any time and will be a surprise. Because there's people out there that believe in what is called the pre-tribulation, the mid-tribulation, and the post-tribulation. Best way I can describe that is that the tribulation is going to take uh, take place. Uh, I don't even want to take time to go there. Let's, let, let, let's move on. Okay, let's move on to the good stuff here. The tribulation is this. You want to know what the tribulation is? The tribulation is God's judgment upon Israel for abandoning the Messiah, Jesus Christ. However, the tribulation will affect the whole world due to its godliness. Um... That's why, you know, I think it was 1945 is where one of the biggest prophecies came to pass when Israel became a nation again. You know, and that's why it's so huge is because the rapture, the rapture has to do with God's judgment upon Israel. And now that Israel in 1945 came back as a nation, it's so accurate that it is true what's about to happen because they are a people again. And you know what's crazy? If you go to Israel, you're not gonna you're gonna find more Muslims than you'll find Christians. It's God's judgment upon Israel for forsaking the Messiah, for abandoning Jesus Christ. And so the first half of the seven years, the Antichrist will assume power and be perceived as the great deliverer from economic chaos. So here's what's gonna happen, and it's already happening. This is, I guess I'll bring in a little bit of current events with COVID-19. With COVID-19, we started to experience the flirtation and the hint of an economic crash. And so who bailed us out? Who bailed us out of this economic crash? You know what it was? It was the governments around the whole world. And the government, listen to me, all this is doing is it's setting up for us to get adapted, for us to get, for us to lean on and for us to rely on the government being our salvation. When the government says, we're gonna give everybody stimulus checks, Oh, praise the governor, not Jesus. And we're not the only country that did it. As a matter of fact, other countries around the world gave their people more money than we got. It's setting up for a one world government that the Antichrist will rule because he is going to come and he is going to be the savior of the economic crash that everybody has faced together as an entire world. And so the first half of the seven years, this is exactly what is going to happen. But the plagues described in Revelation chapter 15 and verse 16 says, will, will dominate the second half of the tribulation. When you read Revelation 16 and you read Revelation 15, it, it describes the second half of the tribulation. And, we're, and, I, and I'll get that to you what's going to happen over the next few weeks. It's crazy. When you read the book of Revelation, it talks about seals that are open. It talks about trumpets that are blown. And it talks about judgment bolts. All of those are things 
that are actually going to happen to this earth during the time of the tribulation. You do not want to be here when that happens. You don't. You can't serve God right now in a church like this. There's no way you're going to be able to serve God during the reign of tribulation upon this earth. You ain't going to find one pastor to talk to. You're not going to find one Christian counselor. You're not going to find a church because there will be no churches. So you better come to church while there's one. Okay. I'm going to end right here. There's a lot of stuff we need to talk about. Don't that sound like your wife? No. <laughs> <laughs>